welcome to you, Beauty, and happy Boxing Day. Happy Boxing Day. This is our treat to you because we have pulled our lazy bums in here today after a day of feasting. You're probably all on the couch eating leftover ham and we're in the studio because we love you guys. No, not sweaty, just me. So much. And we're going to do a really fun wrap of the last decade because it's about to be a whole new decade. Which is crazy. And like, it's just been the biggest decade for beauty. People probably say that about every decade, but if you think about it, this is the decade of Instagram and YouTubers. So beauty has 100% blown up. Right? Because I was going to ask you where you were a decade ago, 2010, I was at Cosmo magazine. Mm-hmm. I was beauty director or beauty editor then. Um, and you're right. I don't like Instagram wasn't a thing. Facebook had only just been around like it wasn't like a, a year yeah. or so maybe. And so there wasn't filters, there wasn't all of that kind of thing. What were you doing? You were studying? I was studying and I had a beauty blog. Did you? <laughs> I did. Oh, my God. Before it was even like a really a thing. You are an onion. I learn more and more about you every week. It was actually quite good. I used to... What was it called? I'm not even telling you because <laughs> it still exists and sometimes people... I don't know how to close it down. Like, I, you know, yeah. it's just one of those Once things. Once it's on the internet, it exists forever. So embarrassing. However, sometimes I find things and I'm like... I used to be a really good writer. You are. Well, I've lost it a bit, but, <laughs> you know, like you find some old stuff. and UBs, I promise I'll find out what it is off here and put oh it God. in the show notes. No, you know what we need to – I did a beauty vlog before vlogging was even – and it's so funny. Like, it's so bad. I must admit, if you YouTube the old Cosmo how-tos, my how-tos. Oh, you did? Oh, my horrific. God, yes, guys. No. Do it. No. Google. All right. We're going <laughs> to recap the decade. We've made some notes about our favourite trends from each year and we're going to mm-hmm. have a little reflection, a walk down memory lane, if you will. 2010 for me, I remember very clearly at my desk at Cosmo, it was all about mineral makeup. Oh, yes. Thin Lizzie. Thin Lizzie. Yes. yes. All these powder mineral makeups just burst onto the scene and everyone was like, how do I use them? You put them on with a brush yeah. and people are like, what's a kabuki brush? And honestly... I thought, oh, goodbye, liquid foundation forever. I still really love the Bare Minerals. It's from Mecca. There's a Bare Minerals foundation in a powder compact Mm. and it's high coverage. And once you put it on, it takes a little bit for your skin to kind of, your own oils to make it a little bit more kind of dewy. It's still a beautiful mineral foundation. Also, 10 years ago, I was drinking and partying a lot and falling asleep in my makeup. And I'm like, I'm allowed. It's mineral. Like, it's basically skincare. It's basically good for my skin. Yeah. It was oh, such I a still, thing. I was never really... Oh, actually, no, I lie. I did have the Thin Lizzy. Yeah. But everyone did. Now I don't think I would No. Well, it, it kind of died away, didn't it? Mm. Yeah, but there's still some, you know, natural organic brands that still yeah. do great mineral. For me, 2011, and this... Who knows when this started, but balayage? Oh, yes, it was definitely around. It was such a thing. Remember Pip Edwards did, like, she basically had black roots and then blonde, like. And I read somewhere that that was just because she literally just couldn't be bothered doing it. And then it turned into this thing. It was, like, on par with, like, the Rachel haircut. It was such a thing. I think maybe for Sydney. but I'm not sure. (laughs) Australia-wide. But honestly, I still have balayage. I still have lighter yeah. ends, darker roots. It's so flattering. And when you don't want to get your roots done all the time, it's a really good kind of way to pretend that you meant, you're pretending that your hair looks, it looks like beautiful. that. It looks beautiful. It's very, and like a lot of top supermodels and everyone I have it still. I have to admit occasionally I do it myself. Do you? Yes. You know how oh. you can get the L'Oreal box and it's got like that streaky brush thingy? It's like a literal balayage box. Oh, I've just never understood how that works. All you do is just paint the like bleach or whatever, just like bing, bing, bing stripes and then rinse it out. Could you just buy normal bleach though? Do you need to buy the special? You could, but it's on half price bloody chemist warehouse every five seconds. Okay, But don't tell your hairdresser because then she'll be like, 
I always get, where are those highlights from? And I'm oh, like, the oh, sun. the sun. Yeah, the sun bleached my black hair blonde. And they don't like it when you touch your own hair. That's one thing I never did, though, balayage. Really? Mm. You should. Um, remember when... 12. Na- yeah, 2012. Remember when nail art... Yeah, and that is one thing I'm very happy to leave behind. Me too. I never got into it. I do not enjoy... It's just like... So unnecessary. It's just too high maintenance for me and yes. a bit childlike. But I have to say, the stories we used to do back at Cosmo on nail art or anything online always went off. So, so many people really? were really into nail art. Fast forward to now, in the lead up to Christmas, I've been doing extra days in the office. I was sitting next to Jess Wang, who's one of our writers, mm. and I was like, mm, girl, good manny. She had press-on nails but they looked so good and they were so well shaped and really quite short and chic. They were from Priceline or something. And they Sticky had Sticky nails, like yes, press on nails. Yes, and they were all burgundy except for her ring finger was like a leopard print. And I was like, uh oh, nail art's coming back but chic. I'm gonna try them. That's kind of cute though, when it's just that ring finger that's Agree. a different colour. Or like people might do a little pop of glitter or something, which is quite cute. Yeah. But not like that whole weird like whole nativity scene on your thumb. No, or no, yuck. Ew. Yeah. Absolutely but I not. like the idea of the press on. I know it sounds tacky, but I hate getting my nails done because a full it's hour where I can't play on my time. phone. You know? And if you don't pre prepare I actually now do meetings with my boss while we get our nails done. Because That's it's so like smart. we may as well catch up and like strategize and plan while we get our nails done because it's such an annoying thing to do and if you forget to download a tv show or something or a podcast you just sit there and you're like oh great this is wonderful you're alone with your thoughts exactly (laughs) for me 2013 was all about bold eyebrows like we weren't tadpole eyebrows like did you ever like in the oh yeah when i was like 15 i waxed off my entire eyebrow basically why was it ever a thing i don't know it was just never flattering Mm. but then remember when bold brows just like boom and you're like okay well what do i do with mine now because Mm. i don't have any i've always had some i'm very hairy you've got the best brows i'm just very hairy but you obviously get them shaped because they look amazing Oh, not really. <gasps> I do it myself most of the time. Sometimes my facialist will chuck a tweeze at them. But I feel like bold brows are one of those trends that popped up and never went anywhere. That's yeah. still the most flattering, youthful shape. Do you think, though, that they got a bit too intense yeah. at one point, though, yes. and then it died yeah. back a little bit? and I bit. think it's all about, like, the bold brow for your face. Mm. Like, not everyone can have the Cara Delevingne eyebrows. They would yeah, look ridiculous. exactly. But just, like, thicker. You would look like John Howard with those <laughs> eyebrows. <laughs> 100%. But you just want what's thickest and fullest for you that suits mm. your face because that's going to be the most youthful because thin brows make you look older. Yeah. Ain't nobody got time I for that. I try to tell my sister that. She keeps over-plucking them and I'm oh. like, ugh. Let's just send her this episode. Yeah. <laughs> hint, hint. 2014, I will always remember because my girlfriend always used my cellar water. It was this weird French thing. And I was Is like, she French? Uh, no, but she's a makeup artist who always went to Paris for jobs. Oh. She was fancy. She lives in Paris now. Um, and she would always bring back this like water and wash her face with it. And I was like, ew, you can't wash your face with the water. You need cleanser. And then it's kind of when it burst onto the scene here. And now all I use is micellar water, as mm. you know. I remember it being like, oh, that thing that she was using. And then it hit our shores. Yes. And then everyone copied it. And everyone knows that I love Bioderma. And my second favorite is the Garnier one because Mm. it's a really good kind of affordable option. Bioderma is quite expensive. I always stock up when it's half price at your chemist warehouse or whatever. But I just now can't remember my life without micellar water. I know. What did we do? We used normal water. We used face wipes. And they're so wasteful. Remember face wipes? And we thought they were genius. 
Oh, sometimes they're good to have, like they're for emergencies. I use so them more for like under my arms if I'm schwitzy. Mm, I use them just for emergencies, really. What kind of emergency? Oh, actually, probably just when I'm really lazy. There's no... <laughs> my life's really not that dramatic that I need to... <laughs> a drunk emergency. Yeah. Um, hello, 2015 contouring. Kimmy, Kimmy K contouring. My God, it was harsh. And you, do you remember when people like walking around with it unblended? Yes. I would say that's the biggest trend of the decade, I reckon. Contouring. Yep. Don't you think? Yeah. As I was collating this list, I was... Oh, yeah, tell me. Contouring a, like big lips. like y- Yeah. Like but the, are we talking like Instagram, like injecting lips like lips in general mm. contouring and lips i would say are the lips have had a massive moment haven't they i'm wearing just? a lip today you for do you for and it looks amazing daily. thank you very much but i just remember when contouring like when they reinvented contouring i was like guys this ain't nothing new yeah but they basically brought out a whole category thanks to kimmy k and then i remember chloe morello did that a really amazing palette with revlon which was one of the first australian YouTubers to get to kind of make a product like that with a mass brand. And mm. It was a contouring palette, and I still like contour to this day very subtly. I know yeah. you do too sometimes. I do, and I contour my nose a lot. Yeah, I've never done my nose. I well, do. You've my got cheeks. a nice little nose. That's why you don't need oh, to. So do you? Is that the contour? No, I've got a giant nose. <laughs> you don't. Do. You're very good at contouring. Remember 2016 when suddenly it was all about cushion foundations. Do you remember this? Oh, my. This they is were, blowing my mind. They were a flash in the pan. Korean and Japanese, I shouldn't say trend. They're huge over there well, still. Well, K-pop beauty was like a huge thing from so the true. last decade. And like so, like skincare products and that sort of thing have come out of that. But cushion, yes. Yes. Cushion yes. foundations was just everywhere. Some of them were beautiful. And they were because they were quite dewy mm. and they were um, like medium coverage, really fresh. Yep. But I feel like it was like, oh, my God, if your foundation's not in a cushion, don't even talk to me. Yeah. And then they brought out like cushion blush. Yep. I've still got one, actually. Really nice one. But then one. next minute, where'd they go? Well, I've got one in my drawer. So. <laughs> do you use it? The blush, I do. It's do really you? pretty. It was never hygienic enough for me because I didn't want to keep putting the thing in the thing. But it was just like such a trend and then mm, I don't know where it gone. Just see you. 2017 for me, and I don't know if this is just me, but I feel like that's when the real shift happened towards skin and naturals. Glowy skin. Glowy yes. skin. People starting to understand what ingredients are, not so much um, just believing the marketing hype. But mm. I think maybe um, The Ordinary helped with that yep. because they've come out with serums that are individual ingredients. People really learnt what niacinamide is or what an alpha-hydroxy squilane or an alpha-hydroxy acid or a glycolic acid. And people are like, oh, okay, that's an ingredient, not just a product. Mm. And I feel like there people started to educate themselves um, more so on the category of beauty and of skincare rather than just buying what a celebrity or I put guess, their face to. Yeah, or what I, I guess a YouTuber. And you were saying just before off air, Kel, that for you this decade was all about YouTubers. And influencers on Instagram and their impact on the industry. Yeah. With different collabs and different recommendations. and It's made beauty into a whole other realm that it yeah, just wasn't before. Like even other beauty brands, their products, like Tarte Shape Tape. Mm. Think about Like that was completely led by our YouTubers. Yes. They're YouTubers cult following around it. It's yeah. so true. How did we hear about things before? Oh, magazines, that's right. Magazines, you. RIP, <laughs> the magazines that I worked on. For me, 2018 was the best year yet because a podcast was named born. You Beauty. It was birthed and born. <laughs> birthed and born from both of our selves. <laughs> and the You Beauty group got, I think there's like 30,000 women in there now. Mm, it's so, so crude. We had a store. 
We did. I was very disappointed we didn't get one this year. Yeah, where was our store this year? Sorry, I would have been even more obnoxious (laughs) as well. I would have been like... Hello, I'm here I've again. Got a shop. <laughs> um, but obviously, we're still here. So that's thanks to you guys, the listeners. And then 2019 for me has been the year of sunscreen. And I just think. I think you have a lot to do with that, to be honest. <laughs> Good, I'm proud. But honestly, I. Ultraviolet! Just, <laughs> or anything. For me, obviously, I love ultraviolet, but please put sunscreen on your face and also your body, but never leave the house. Even if it's snow, even if the world is ending, it's like. Winter is here in bloody Game of Thrones. Put sunscreen Lee on. Lee is going to have something on her face. I know you're not. You're the my last person I need to convince. But every oh, time. I know how good it is for you and I know that you should. I just don't like it. Yeah, but and I'm lazy. I don't have anything. Like I just don't. But you know you can die. Yes. Okay, good. But every time someone in the U Beauty Facebook group says I wear sunscreen thanks to Lee, I literally, like my little heart does a flutter. So 2019 for me is, has been all about sun safety. There's an amazing Instagram account called Call Time on Melanoma mm. that educates about melanoma. One person every five hours in Australia dies of melanoma. That's pretty crazy. It's horrible. So it's not just skin cancer. It's absolutely deadly. It oh, yeah. travels to your lungs. Do you feel like this is just a personal lecture now? No, because it is. It is so important. Can I just preface? I don't go into the sun directly. Yeah, with you're no not sunscreen a sun baker. On. I also wear It Cosmetics CC cream, which has 50 plus in it. It's just not enough. It's true. I just am not good enough that I slather. You get, you're getting there. So that is the last decade in beauty. It's been a big kind of 10 years. It has. To me, I'm wondering what's next. I think it's going to be more devices like, you know, at-home LED lights and at-home lasers mm. and all the stuff. Because they've sort of started coming out and yeah. like, but not in a huge not way. Not in huge brands and not accessible enough, mm. I think, in terms of price points. But I really feel like that's where the industry is going next. So I'm really yeah. excited because the less appointments I have to go to and the more stuff I can do at home. It's just crazy. Like, what are we going to do makeup-wise, though? I know. Like, we had, I reckon liquid lips and, like, eyeshadow palettes were some of the biggest makeup-y things to True. really shadow go palettes. crazy. Remember when the um, urban... The, the Urban naked, Decay Naked Palettes. They were the first palettes that sort of came out. I've still got them. I don't really... I've got them too. I never even rated them, but Same. of course I had to have them. Exactly, because everyone else said them. I did. I was going to give them away, though, recently, but then I just watched some of the colours. I was like, they're actually pretty good. And they're probably collector's items. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm going to be able to sell them and make a lot of money. As far as makeup goes, I think permanent makeup. So really good tattooed liner, tattooed lips. I, I don't like it. You don't like it? No, my mum has it um, and I, I just don't like it. I think that's where it's going though. I really yeah. do. Anything more permanent. You know, people love their brows tattooed, lash yeah. extensions. I feel like that's going to be big next year. Because I think we're all just so busy and time poor. So anything that sort of means that we can take less time in the morning, well, happy days. Absolutely. Now, guys, guess what? We're back next week as well. We've got an episode for you on New Year's resolutions on January 1st. So tune in to us then. And in the meantime, have a wonderful Boxing Day. And enjoy the rest of 2019.